So many memories have come flooding back. I put this song on repeat, just crying my eyes out. It made me feel so bloody alive. This song really nails the feeling of nostalgia for a place. And we all just stop talking and just stare at the radio. It's part of the noble genre of songs by women about masturbation. Box. Meet people through their music with Ash Berdebez on FBI. <laughs> so it's the second week running that we've had that intro playing. The new one, brand spanking new. And I'm so glad we left in that line about songs about female masturbation. <laughs> it just it just cracks me up. And that was Arnwin Crawford saying that one. It was hilarious. And if you've seen it, feeling myself... Is, has ne- like a video now and that's the song that she's talking about Feeling Myself by Nicki Minaj and Beyonce and so today on Out of the Box we actually have a very last minute guest who was a total legend for coming on and I should say he's done a cracker of a job with mm. tracks over the past 12 hours and a lot of tiredness so so well I mean I guess a good way to introduce what you do is to talk about a bit about how the station works so FBI has a really interesting business model. So less than 5% of our operational income actually comes from government funding. So a lot of that other funding needs to come from, you know, different ways of keeping the lights on, basically, because 5% is not going to keep the lights on. And so an important, a vital income is from supporters. And that in itself is not enough, though. So that's where sponsorship comes in and partnerships with other cool things happening around Sydney that want to be involved with keeping FBI on air. And so my guest on Out of the Box today is the new head of partnerships at FBI, Jace Spiller. Welcome. Hello. How are you going? I'm very well. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me in. <laughs> so you went. You were going through actual literal boxes mm. yesterday. Yep. So I got told it's not a definitive list of, you know, what what I listen to and what I do, but, you know, with the limited time to prepare, I've kind of gone outside and looked in the different crates where I've got my CDs and records, and everyone knows that big hailstorm we had uh, a couple of weeks back now. Oh, yeah, the great uh, hailstorm of 2015 where everyone was, you know, snowboarding in the streets. Mm. Well, we were actually, myself and my fiancé were away for uh, for that weekend, so we actually came back to a giant snowman in our backyard, <laughs> and also... Um, Many hundreds of wet and soaking CDs. So I've got a little balcony on the top nook of my um my terrace, and basically it uh, had a bit of flooding happening, and uh, some CDs have been uh, absolutely well the covers destroyed, so they kind kind of warped all these different memories. Um, look, I, things that should never be played ever again were uh, were destroyed. <laughs> um, but there's you know there's some gems that I've taken out of the first box that I was able to kind of reach that wasn't completely destroyed as well. So yeah, here we are. Bangers from way back when. So how about we kick things off with a track from Fat Dex, which mm. you've brought in with a questionable looking cover. I mean, how how long ago did this one come out? Is this... Oh, I think it's either 99 or 2000. You, you're holding the CD. You look at the back because I I can't remember. But look, what we're going to find is we're going to yeah. find there's a lot of CDs with horrible covers here and things that you know were played on radio 10 years ago once and should never be played again. So this is kind of, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be and interesting. you're going to hear it. You're going to hear them all throughout the hour. Let's We've got some other it. newer tracks on as well. So yeah, there's, a, there's a bit of a mixed bag. But, I mean, a lot of Sydney tracks, which is great of you to bring on. Well, the thing is, I, I it just kind of happened. Like, I guess that was the box where I kept all of my, you know, independent music memories and uh, there's a lot of Sydney tracks and it's pretty much all Australian, bar maybe one which we'll try and slip in later. Oh, a sneaky international track, but uh, now we've got Fat Dex 
of Sly PI, there's there's two versions. Now we can go for Sly PI or Dalfax mix or Sly PI on Dark Case mix. Presenter's choice. Okay, let's go all the facts <laughs> on FBI 94.5. My guest and out of the box today is Jace Spiller. There was two things in life I swore I'd never do. One was leave my vacation to work and the other one was return to Saragossa. But in the summer of 55, I broke both of these rules. I got a call from the chief saying the baseline Benny was back in action. The place was a ghost town. The whole town had gone anywhere. I had to find out where they all was. So I left Saragossa with the taste of pina colada still in my mouth. I hot-tailed it up the interstate before I knew what I'd arrived. Remember the place well, all you can eat tumbleweed and harder than the devil's breath after a chili hog. This guy was good. Last year he'd stolen every record player in Manhattan and given me the slip. I wasn't gonna let it happen again. So I cased the joint. The chief was right, not a person in sight. And once more, everyone's record collection seemed sadly depleted. No jazz, no big band, swing, nothing. I was perplexed. Then in the distance I heard this whimpering and I ran to see what it was. Coming from Fat Fridays, the local speakeasy. And sure enough, in the corner was some schmuck crying into his Budweiser. I said, what's up? Where'd they all go? And all he would say to me was, I'm the only one who can't dance. And then it hit me. Record place. Records. He can't dance. And then I remembered one place I hadn't checked out. About five miles out of town. So I jumped in the Buick and left this guy with a trail of dust. Called the chief and said I was getting hot. I'm on the trail. About one mile from the joint, I couldn't believe my eyes. There was this procession of everyone from the town. Kids, moms, dads, even grandparents shaking their asses and bobbing their heads heading for the bar. It was like the Pied Piper Hamlin all over again. So I pull up outside the bar, get out, smash open the saloon doors like in an old movie. And I couldn't believe my eyes. There was dancing on the tables, on the bar, everybody shaking the rug like there was no tomorrow. I ran to the DJ booth only to find it empty and all was there was a 45 spinning round and round with something written on it. See around like a record sucker. Then I heard some laughter outside and the screeching of tires. My car, I ran outside but it was too late. He'd stolen my car. I went to a payphone and called the chief and told him I'd found the town folk but baseline Benny had evaded me yet again, thinking with him all the good music these good people have. Snake in the grass. So I got the Pan Am 456 back to the Florida Keys where my pina colada was just where I left it. I chuckled to myself and settled back in my chair. As the sun went down, I thought to myself, One day, baseline, Benny. One day I'll get you. Sucker.
You're tuned into Out of the Box on FBI 94.5. And my guest in the studio with me today is Jay Spiller, who is FBI's new head of partnerships. And he bought in that track by Fat Dex off the EP Sly PI. And that was the All Duff Facts mix. And you were just saying a second ago that you feel a little bit nervous. So I don't want to point it out. Mm. You seem to be doing really well now. Mm. But you used to be in community radio way, way Ooh. ages ago. How are you? How are you? Nervous after all of that experience you had. It's been about 16 years since I've been in front of the microphone. So oh. it's somewhat 33 now. It makes me feel ancient. But yeah, I started in community radio as a 16 year old little punk rock grommet. Um, like back our in very the own Dom, Sydney. Dom O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't met Dom yet. I'm sure I'll, oh, yeah. I'll meet meeting Dom in the, the nearest of futures. He's, he's growing up now. Um, so yeah, I started in community radio and uh, I think oh, I was 16. I think I was in year 11. Wow. And, and that's uh, in, in Western Sydney? Yeah, that was in Western Sydney. That was at Wow FM 88.3. <laughs> and we were the youngest presenters by far. Um, you know, there was lots of uh, cultural shows on there and you know, country shows and all these different things. But we decided to do two shows. We did uh, the first, which was, this is very embarrassing. It was called Twist and Skank. <laughs> and <coughs> yeah. Was it a ska show by it was any a ska, chance? It was, it was Twist and Skank, ska punk radio. Like wow. Was, yeah. So it was at my two hours to literally just play like abrasive punk music, like Friends of Rom and, you know, Lagwagon and all those, you know, fat records sort of punk bands back so in the day. Cool. But the thing about Man, punks I would have is, been the, your biggest fan back in the day. Oh, it was pretty good. Like <laughs> we, the, the, the station frequency and uh, reach was pretty much about a square block. So you'd actually have to probably sit on the corner of the street <laughs> to actually kind of tune in. But Totally worth the trip. It was really hard for me because um, obviously, you know, punks have potty mouths and one thing about you know community radio back then especially with this station was that you couldn't swear at all on radio so i was i used to sit there with like the crossfader like just crossing in and out as every time a new swear word would come in so i was like literally like friends or rom songs if any of you guys know friends or rom there's a lot of swearing in in, in a lot of those songs and that was pretty much you know my my go-to australian punk band at the time and i'd literally just have to constantly just back and forth back and forth i felt like mix master mike or something like it was pretty (laughs) it was pretty crazy so yeah i did that show and um i also did another show which was more i'd probably call it like FM rock like it was more uh, you know Foo Fighters drive time friendly you know four till six sort of thing and you'd get like friends to come on to be guests and pretend to be guests and things like that <laughs> pretend as well. to be Dave yeah Paul. <laughs> yeah that was pretty much what we used to do um, but anyway like the the station you know just like you know FBI just like any you know community station you know it doesn't have a massive amount of funds and you know we rely on the community and you know people you know in in that world to, to, to help us you know on that keep square our lives block. on yeah on that square block indeed um, so we needed a new cart deck for anyone out there who doesn't know what that is basically is this old school machine that played the ads that you had to play and and they were manually uh triggered as well by the by the presenters so the cart decks were failing in studio one so i decided to put on a punk rock show uh for about 100 kids five bucks a head i called around all these different bands and you know basically said hey will you play for free i got the pa guy for free as well we've got the venue which was penrith pcyc for free as well um got security done by the police as well um and look, I even called up friends of Rom's booking agent at the time who ended up working for a little bit later and said, you know, I'd love these guys to play and just kind of laughed me out of the building at the time. Um, but yeah, I got a good little stable of like local bands to support, uh, support it. And uh, we raised 500 bucks and we got the cart. And we also had it engraved with my name on it. My oh, name is so engraved good. on the cart. Yes. So I actually want to go back to, uh, I think it was Stanley Street in St. Mary's. If anyone's near there right now, please go to WowFM 88.3 and see if Jay Spiller's name is carved um, in that cart deck. I assume they're probably it, using the same one. If you find it and it is there, 
text in on 0409 945 945 because we need to know yeah, if that piece of memorabilia is still intact. I do. So, yeah, that's um, that's my story of, of my start in community radio. I, I loved it. I did it for a couple of years. And then from there, I kind of I moved actually from the western suburbs to the city. So I didn't really have the, uh, have the time to go back there. But it was a really cool start to my, I guess, music journey. So we've got a band called Meanderthal. We've got a, I've got a really great little crystal case because we've got actual CDs from your actual archives with us today. And uh, what song have you brought in? It's a song called Dumb. And this is the song that made me call up their manager and get them to headline my mini festival that made $500 for this cart. So it's a bit of nostalgia for me. Hopefully no one really hates it.
was Nancy Vandal. Move over Satan. And good lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my guest out of the box today, Jay Spiller, to describe to you the CD cover for that one. Well, this is this is a little EP by Nancy Vandal called Move Over Satan. So it's actually an extended player. That was actually the track Move Over Satan. And uh, the artwork's by the singer and guitarist in the band Fox Trotsky, who does a lot of like cool punk rock artwork for you know Nancy Vandal and Friends of Rom and a bunch of others. And literally, it's just like a little devil dude throwing up his horns, and it's like a little at symbol. It's just way ahead of its time. Um, but yeah, look, it's a little bit wet and soggy the old cover because of the. Uh, Great rains of uh, of 2015. <laughs> I thought that was part of the aesthetic. Apologies for those last two songs, everyone. That was just part of my youth um, that I just wanted to kind of just dust off the cobwebs with. From your from your early <clears throat> community radio days, yes. when you played whatever the damn hell you liked, I had to fade down all of the swears. That's right, and very there was good. no swears in that. I was very uh, particular with the song choices as well. <laughs> going, you don't want to have to go through that fade in, fade out, mix master mic stuff it ever again put put in so much thought over the past 12 hours mm. including sleep <laughs> and before that you heard dumb by neanderthal and another sim- similarly hilarious cover just like really bad illustrations <laughs> i did that oh sorry no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> all right so that, that's from your community radio time in your life mm. but what did you what do you do after high school i mean so you're at high school basically running your own couple of shows mm. Rock shows and ska shows. I was, I was also trying to manage my friends' bands and trying to play bass in bands, and I was, wasn't very good at the playing side of it. I still am not. I've got a lot of music equipment that I think I'm a bedroom banger in, but I'm just absolutely terrible. So my thing is more, I guess, the uh, organisational side of music, <laughs> not the uh, not the uh, four chord playing of those who can't do facilitate. That's correct. <laughs> Others do exactly do. what I do. That's what I do. Hey. <laughs> Awesome. So, uh, after you were finished with your high school mm. times and that punk time in your life, mm. you went into a bit of a dancey industry. Yeah, well, look, much to the dismay of my parents, I decided not to go to university. I didn't want to do accounting or lawyering or any of that. I just wanted to get into music. And uh, from there, I started frequenting a club called Club 77, um, underground institution in Sydney. And, uh, yeah, just used to carve up the dance floors till the early hours of the morning and befriended the, uh, you know, the, the guys that ran the joint and they pretty much gave me my first sort of start in, in the music industry. I love that you got a job through partying. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> it's who you know, right? And that's what this whole industry is about as well. Like, you know, if you're a, if you're a band wanting to play at a venue, you've got to make sure you go to that venue and see bands play there so the promoter knows that you're supporting it, you know? So that's the, that's the way that this, this industry works. Awesome. And so what things were you doing when you were there? What kind of things were you making? A little bit of everything. It was very uh, all hands on deck, very Mm -hmm. small, lean team. Um, I eventually started booking the venue as well. Um, uh, Rob G from Select Music, he was the uh, longtime booker of uh, of that venue and uh, and others as well. And I think he went overseas and he kind of handed the baton over to me. And uh, yeah, I just started putting on punk rock shows and uh, and look pretty varied in regards to the, the types of gigs. We had Mike Patton do a solo show there. We had what? the You're Melvins, uh, you know, Bank called the Icarus Line, Head PE. We did lots of after parties for, uh, you know, big day outs. We had like the guys from, you know, System of a Down and God, Drowning Pool back. come down. And oh, look, the very, very hazy days, to be completely honest. I was many, many late nights and early mornings and pretty much Mondays were, were my weekend. Um, but yeah, kind of cut my teeth doing that so inherited that was, you know deafness and, and memory loss i'm assuming pretty much that's that was pretty much self-inflicted but <laughs> look it was a really cool and interesting time in life so i did that till i was about 20 21 i'm yeah not very good with dates so anyone out there just text me in uh, mates and just correct me it'd be great do you regret not going to uni considering you had this 
hectic time instead? A little bit, but I, everything that I've kind of done has pointed to what I'm doing now and I've kind of learnt through, learnt through doing, mm-hmm. you know, and just the, the school of hard knocks and, you know, just kind of on-the-job practical training is, you know, is just as important as, you know, a piece of paper in my mind. Nice. Well, let's take a song off this little bunged-up crystal case. It's called Big As You Like. Yeah. And who's it by? It's uh, That's Pound System. So this is when I started getting into, like, proper big beat electronic music like Chemical Brothers and when Primal Scream were going down that path as well. And there were bands like this in Australia, you know, playing the big day out circuit and, you know, smaller clubs. Um, Yeah, I actually really like this track. I hadn't listened to it in years till this morning and it was just like, yeah, it's a banger.
FBI.
two bangers in a row. That was very good. Thank you, Jace Spiller, who is my guest on Out of the Box today. More lunchtimes need those sorts of bangers. That kind of pepped me up a little bit. I was a little bit tired before, but now I'm <laughs> kind of ready to go. Awesome. That and the green tea. and you're yeah, just... That and the green tea. The multiple green teas. <laughs> so who do we hear just then? That was, uh, that was Itchy and Scratchy, Sweetness and Light, Paul Mack. Paul Mack. Actually, fun fact, Paul Mack is coming on this show next week. Oh, all I've got is Paul Mack songs to play for the rest of the day, so this is kind of awkward. <laughs> right. Sorry, Paul. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I reckon you should definitely tune in and just come in and be like, hey, dude, I'm a huge fan. You can totally yes. do that. That's totally yes, fine. Because now you work here, you'll be in the back office. You can just come That's in exactly and be like, right. Maybe I can get him to sign that CD for me. Oh, yes, totally. And who do we hear before that? We were hearing something that off this. That was Pound System. That yeah. was like, I-, I loved how you turned it up in the, in the, in the uh, studio as well. And like literally things were shaking. So <laughs> hopefully everything's all right out there in not radio land. Um, because yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was a big one. We uh yeah we might have broken some things in Sydney but there's a little there's a little bit of tape that says no louder and it's on the fader for the master sound in the studio right and you can see that it's kind of worn out significantly where you have the fader so it's kind of like just there's this big hole where it says no louder we also <laughs> That's had that FBI. at um at Wow FM back in the uh, back in the late 90s we had the do not go past this level and what do you think all of my three chord punk songs did <laughs> and went past that level and we'd have actually the station manager come in like he'd drive from wherever he was living he'd come in and just be like turn it down <laughs> because we didn't realize at the time we'd just like you know, head banging around the studio, but what it actually sounds like, the output on air, what it actually sounds like, it's terrible. Mm. And it's like, yeah. Like, uh, you, know, you should come out park. here and listen to that. And I was like, oh. Mm. Anyway. We get that car park kind of speaker sound. Yes. Indeed. Not amazing. So, could I ask you why you wanted to bring on that uh, the itchy and scratchy track? Look, it was a good segue from uh, from Pound System, but also that just kind of like closed that chapter of what we're talking about of you know carving up the dance floor of the Club Seventy Seven. That's mm. kind of and every other club in Sydney. Um, you would have found me there from you know the late nineties to the early two thousands. Professional and carver. Professional carver. I still can't dance. Um, <laughs> people will tell you don't dance. You look like an idiot. Um, but yeah, that was just yeah just two really good songs, and you know that's a Sydney song as well. You know, itchy and scratchy. Look, if anyone hasn't heard you know itchy and scratchy, scratchy's work outside of that delve into the rabbit hole you know mm-hmm. Paul Mack's an amazing producer and you know he started with those sorts of bangers and you can hear him next week on FBI on Out of the Box this mm. same time of day and speaking of you not being able to dance properly and being paid out for mm. your dancing mm. dude just go to No Lights No Lycra in I've Sydney I've heard of this I haven't been yet yeah you go in there I had the girls on the show last week so much into show uh, things going on here, so many linkages, but they were really on on the show last it's a week. Small industry, the yeah. Sydney music industry. So, There's yeah. three people in it. That's right. That's right. That's what it feels like sometimes. So, uh, yeah, we just had Itchy and Scratchy, mm. and all of these tracks are going up on the website. So, if any of these really throw you back to that time in your life, uh, then definitely worth checking out which ones they are. Sometimes it's kind of like, oh my god, this this is connecting with my nostalgia. But you got to know. The name to find Sorry it. Sorry if anyone own. has really bad flashbacks to <laughs> those times of the of their life. It's all coming back to me. So after this time where you're working mm. at you know Club Seventy Seven and, and tearing up the dance floor on on the repeat, um, you started working with a lot of live artists. Mm. Where where were you working? Well, I was working at a company called TPA, which is now known as uh, as New World Artists, and. Um, I was very, very lucky. Like uh, a lot of people have kind of in the earlier days have given me a kind of a leg up and a, and a chance. So I was uh, given a chance by Owen Orford, who was the, uh, the the owner and head agent of that company, to go and work with bands that I was listening to. So bands like, you know, Frenzel Rom, Grinspoon, Living End, Spiderbait, 
Huda Gurus, Test Eagles. People at the top of their game. Yeah, like seriously at the top of their game. Like I wasn't, you know, leading the leading the charge for these guys, but I was working on the tours for them. So, you know, big, large tours for Silverchair and things like that. So I really got an insight as to, you know, how the, the, the live music world sort of worked and, and the, the marketing behind that as well because, you know, we weren't just kind of booking rooms. We were involved in the, the marketing strategy as to how, you know, how do you get bums on seats? How do you get people to, to these gigs? So, yeah, it was really kind of... All amazing artists and uh, amazing people as well. Like it's, I don't believe in the whole, you know, don't meet your heroes sort of thing. Like these guys are just regular people. Musos are just regular people. Like sure, you get some eccentric, you know, a holes, but you know, at the end of the day, they're all just people. Mm. And um, I think you also get with a lot of artists because they might be working really hard, and that's why they're seeing so many people at once. I get to that point, and I'm sure you get to that point where you're just like, I've seen too many people, too much socialization. Everyone wants something from me. All of these questions, and I just am shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally understand why that happens to artists. So that was a really cool time. Like I enjoyed, you know, being at the forefront of the, the live music industry. It was um great to see how it worked. And um, yeah, that was a, a really intense and cool couple of years. Is it a bad question for me to ask? How do you get bums on seats? Like when you, when you were thinking of a certain artist and you're just trying to find how to reach these people who would want to be there. Think about this as well. Like it's a very different uh, world media-wise to what it was back then. We didn't have you know, online media. We didn't have, you know, streaming this, you know, we didn't have, you know, streaming music services and, you know, things like that. Facebook and... Pedestrian didn't exist. The thousands didn't That's exist. Exactly All those right. things like, and those so guides. It was very... What would we call it, like guerrilla as well as street level marketing? You know, it was all about posters and print, you know, flyers and, you know, radio was a big thing, uh, especially when you go into regional areas as well. Um, and, you know, that was, yeah, just a very different world to, to what it is now. Wow. So then you crossed over to the dark side in later years, mm, went yes. into digital. Yeah, look, I wouldn't call it the dark side. It was. Uh, <laughs> you did call no, it the dark I, side. I did, I did actually. <laughs> um, you know, because like it's, there's, there's still places for all those types of. Um, medias out there like print and you know posters and all those sorts of things but yeah look it's a very different world as said well okay let's take a track from that time in your life where you were working in mostly the print universe and uh which one do we have we have something by girling girling this is an interesting one because this is when they kind of really changed what they were all about and this is yet another lunchtime banger so enjoy
on FBI 94.5. My guest on Out of the Box today is Jace Spiller, who is the new head of partnerships here at FBI. And I guess let's talk a little bit about like what that is mm. for people who are just kind of like, eh, which I was about an hour ago. <laughs> so what does it mean that you do on the day-to-day? What are you trying to do and how does it keep the station up and running? We're trying to keep the lights on, right? Um, you know, we I work as part of the sponsorship team with uh, with Mel and you know we work with you know musicians artists labels brands community organizations venues to um to create some meaningful you know campaigns for them to help them support the station and, and us support them awesome just my microphone is never <laughs> close to my face just just get nice and cozy with the mic just get all up in its grill and um because I'm very loud so really how do you how do you kind of figure out whether or not it's a good partnership for FBI or not? Well, you know, to, what kind of things do you have to think of? It has to be a good cultural fit. It has to be a good fit with our audience as well. You know, our audience are, are really cool, discerning cats. And, you know, we've got to make sure that we're not getting all up in their face with, you know, big brands and, and all that sort of vibe. So you're just making sure that the partnerships um, work for the ethos of the station is really important for us. Mm. I'm going to whack on a track because... <laughs> All of our other ones aren't really working, and Spotify is trying to install. So that's that's a fun We're thing about working with difficulties. Station. And you wanted to play something from Hermitude. So tell me, tell me your feels about the new Hermitude album. Like when Herm- oh, Hermitude. Hermitude. The, the, the reason I'm playing this little jam is mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to FBI uh, last week, and I heard the album, and uh, absolutely loved it. I think this is their their best album by far, even though I loved the last. And I literally put this track on about six times in a row in my house and uh, it's just an absolute gem and I've listened to the album probably about a dozen times now so yeah give, she it, is. A, give it a go that's commitment what a first week on FBI 94.5 got Hermitude on your radio
of the box. Meet people through their music on FBI. FBI Radio, you're listening to Out of the Box. My name is Ash Berdebez and my guest today is Jace and he is the new head of partnerships at this very fine station. And uh, you've done a whole, whole raft of things mm. in media and bit music and all, all the trades. things. Yeah, a bit of a jack of all trades. What a find. What a find. <sighs> And where where were you at before here? What was, what was your once last I, Once I left the, uh, the the music and uh, and venue world, I guess, like the live music and venue world, I've worked at a bunch of different media organisations from massive corporate ones to, you know, Street Press Australia, you know, the publishers of Drum that's now the music, uh, you know, Sound Alliance as well, where I, I spent some time uh, learning the digital side of things. So that's like Junkie and Junkie in, in the, the Mix, mix Faster Louder, Mess and Noise mm -hmm. and... Like we also did integrated stuff with like Pitchfork and NME and some other really cool brands like Last FM, um, and from there I went to, to I guess agency world. Like I started working with a lot of um, ad agencies on their brand strategies for different you know retail, travel, you know, uh, food, 
alcohol clients that all wanted to kind of play in that millennial 18 to 30 year old, you know, music space. And they're like, you can do that. You're hip with the millennials. Yeah, pretty much. Even though board. I'm slightly creeping out of that demographic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, that was, that was really cool. So I went uh, doing Soundlight stuff there as well. Um, you know, the, the, in the mix and, and uh, MTV was part of the, the remit there. And Gee, well, well, you're throwing out all the things I know in the media world. That's all of them. Well, pretty you much, just ticked all of them. I think I've worked them. for everyone in the media world now. I've ticked it at, <laughs> uh, at, at, at FBI. So could I just ask quickly, you went corp- corporate for a while. You went corporate. Mm. You worked in the in the corporate newspaper world. Yes. What were you doing? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, look, I was still in entertainment. I'm not judging you. That no, was no, that, no, that no, sounded no, really judgmental. No, no, judge away. I want to know. Um, so I... I was working like in the entertainment world still, as I thought I was still doing, uh, and I was pretty much just selling ad space for older demographic gigs. You know, and so what kind of things would you see uh, in there? Like Elton Jack, the Elton John show um, at Rooty Hill RSL, <laughs> Marsha Hines, um, this one called Fat Elvis that was an Elvis impersonator, and just selling uh, ad space for you know forty plus year olds and th- th- their artists that were doing, you know, reunion tours of RSLs and impersonation tours and. Look, it kept my foot in music and also, well, so I thought, and also got me learning the media ropes. So I've got to thank that time of my life for getting to me into this seat, doing this right now. Totally. And at what point did you go, maybe I should move on? When I got a better offer. (laughs) Straight away. (laughs) Straight away. It was soul destroying. Like I used to, you know, work nine to five to fund my um, five to nine, as I used to call it. Still carving up the dance floors then. Awesome. So we've got a track from Alba to play. Mm. And what's it called? This is Nook. I think I pronounced it right. Nook or Nocky. Nook or Nocky. Uh, these guys are just really cool. Um, also, in my uh, in my time, I've, I've worked with a company called Musica Events. We put on Musica Tumbalong, like Subtract and Lunas, and did some other gigs for like Apparat and Hanan. And we had these guys play one of our launches, and it's the first time I'd actually seen them play uh, play live, and they blew me away. But this song is an absolute Sydney gem. On FBI 94.5, my guest on Out of the Box today is Jay Spiller.
such a lush track there from Alba. Formerly known as Albatross, I do believe. Mm, due mm-hmm. to legal reasons, I believe they would have changed their name. Yeah, Albert Ross gave him a call and was like, man, it's <laughs> me or Mr. the bird, Ross that's here. it. <laughs> Change your name. And they did. Good of them. And so that was the second last track brought in by my guest on Out of the Box today, Jay Spiller. He's a new head of partnerships here at FBI Radio. Welcome on board, Jay. Thanks very much. And so thanks thanks for having you. me. Yeah, it's been really, it's been great hearing your banger after banger. Yeah, I'm going to have to do today. an extra hour of work at the end of the day. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'll remember this. I'm so sorry. I've made a terrible first impersona- impersonation. Imper- I'm Jace. <laughs> that was pretty accurate. <laughs> Anyway, so we've reached the end of the show. In fact, we're reaching a little bit over the end of the show because we had some internet troubles for our next track. Mm. But now we're back on board and it is a corker of a track. It's a great So I knew I'd like you because I was doing a tiny bit of research before Mm. you came here. Stalking on the internet, you mean? Oh, oh yeah. I went straight for Facebook. That's the first stop. And I realised that you have a really great beer holder. What do you call them? Stubby Stubby holder. Yeah, stubby cooler. Yeah. Go on. Uh, I just got it down at... uh the big day out in Melbourne uh, when Deftones are playing. I saw Deftones play five times in 12 months. It was absolutely amazing. They're my most favourite band of all time. I've even got a white pony tattoo on my arm <laughs> on that guy. So this is um, Digital Bath by Deftones. Another box, FBI. Thanks so much, Jase. Cheers.
Thank you.